This is Cat's Podcast, episode number 22. Welcome to a new Freedom Lifestyle Edition. I'm super happy to have you here today. Thanks so much for tuning in. And today I have Maribel Perez Rivera back for a Freedom Update. For those of you who don't know her yet, Maribel is a yoga teacher and educator in mindfulness, a writer, fitness lover, and she has a PhD in psychology and a graduate certificate in women's studies. She really keeps blowing my mind with her profound knowledge, her beautiful poetic words and her sheer power. Much of her professional and academic work focuses on the roles that psychology, culture and empowerment play in health, resilience, quality of life and emotional well-being. And listening to the upcoming conversation, you'll definitely see that this broad view is reflected in her analysis of the current situation and the dynamics that are at play at the moment. So I had her on my show end of last year and now she is back for a chat on how she's been perceiving those past crazy months and how her perception of freedom has changed. You'll get a glimpse into how her life in Washington DC feels like and what shifts have happened since we last talked. We recorded this conversation two weeks ago, which was week 28 of lockdown for her. And these are a few things we talk about. Her new perception of freedom, how COVID shook her and her business, tips on creating more job freedom and finding new ways of income, what helped her overcome tough times and strategies to deal with anxiety, re-traumatization, why these times are destined for this, current observations from her professional work with power, two easy-to-apply methods to deal with overwhelm, fear and anxiety, and more tips to uphold our freedom in times of outer restriction and chaos. And now, without further ado, enjoy this dense and powerful conversation. So, week 28 of lockdown, that's pretty intense. So, is yeah. it really like you, you can't go anywhere or... Um, no, we're physically able to go places. We just have to, in Washington, D.C., we wear masks everywhere. So if I'm walking Zion around the block, I need to be wearing a mask. If I'm at a store, I need to be wearing a mask. In general, any public spaces, um, we need to wear masks. The reason I say that is because Washington, D.C. is different than other states. Like in Virginia, I don't think they're wearing masks. Maryland, I don't think they're having to wear masks. Um, so mm. every state is different. And in Washington, D.C., we've kept our numbers pretty low. So <laughs> I feel fine here. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. So mm -hmm. um, welcome back to my podcast, Maribel. Thank you. For the... Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such a pleasure. And you're here for the second time. And I love it that you said yes, because um, it's so interesting to see how people who have freedom at their core as one of their core values how they are perceiving this time and i've talked to to a couple on this second freedom lifestyle series that i'm bringing out at the moment mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's so cool to have you back and to do like a freedom update and to yeah. see how it how it feels like now so you're basically at the moment you're only in in washington dc right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've stayed here the whole time. I was supposed to travel, but I canceled everything last minute. So yeah, we're on week 28 here. Mm, wow. Yeah. And I've, I've just had a peek just, just before the recording. Now I've had a peek on your, on your website. So do you still, uh, are you still planning on doing the yoga teacher training, the 300 hour on yeah, at this point, I need to update my website. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I am still 100% planning on com- offering a 300-hour in Bali. Um, January doesn't seem to be the right date. As far as I know, Bali has pushed back the, um, the dates to open up the borders until 2021. So at this point, it doesn't make much sense for me to advertise something for January. And yeah. so I'm holding off on it. I've, um, to the people who have signed up, I pushed it back either to May or January, 2022. Um, mm. some of the people I admire business wise just went ahead and pushed everything back one year. They're not even trying to push it five, six months. It's just, you know what, let's do it next year. So I'm kind of, wow. Okay. But everything at this point is online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen you've, um, you've brought out this, amazing yoga teacher training the 200 hour online yeah is is that one finished or are you still in the yeah so I mean because you preface this with freedom that was another piece is I used to back in the day have opinions of what online teacher trainings would look like or online classes and I felt that they would lack integrity or it wouldn't be the same and so I wouldn't do them. And now, thanks to COVID, I'm just learning on the spot. And it's beautiful. I just completed my mm. own, which was a nine-week one from July until last week. And it was beautiful. It was much more intimate because here we are in our living rooms talking to each other. And we're <laughs> sta- helping each other stay stable. And it's just like, all right, on Tuesday, Thursdays, this is what we're doing. Um, so for me, it was amazing. Um, I'm also part of the largest teacher training in the world right now. And that just means I teach um, twice a week. And that's been really cool, um, having my eyes open to opportunities. So the people I'm working with on that kind of are like, it feels like the wild, wild west. <laughs> like anything goes, which can be quite chaotic and also liberating to watch someone just take the reins and go. Um, so yeah, it's been really, it's been a ride and I'm about to offer another one. And I've just teamed up with amazing teachers who I look up to from afar. And that's a a really cool thing with zoom that I can bring in people I admire from New Mexico, from New York, and just offer it on the same screen. So yeah. Mm. I love the, the image you're giving, uh, the wild, wild west and, Oh, yeah. The the notion that comes with it that it's wild and chaotic and rough probably. Mm-hmm. But it shows also that we have so much creativity and and just the the ability and the power to uh, to do things and to explore things and to create new things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I've been tapping into my own um, resources is just being more creative um, and just learning on the spot and not being scared to make a mistake. Um, when all of this started, I just shifted my schedule to Zoom and I made a lot of mistakes. I didn't record when I was supposed to or I didn't send the correct link. And there was a lot of glitches <laughs> that I 
I faced and I faced it at a time where people are more compassionate and understanding because they don't know how to use Zoom either. So it was just, I felt that it was prime time to be learning. And now I feel like things have just moved out and I can hold my own online. Um, whereas a few people I know were resisting the online world for at least three to four months. They were convinced we were going to go back to work. Um, mm. And for me, I let go of that notion um, not that we were going to go back to work, but that I couldn't work now. Um, so I chose to invest in a microphone, in a camera, and just go from there. <laughs> mm, that's pretty amazing. And I've been reading your newsletters and following you over the past months. And mm -hmm. you've been busy. You've been doing a lot. And yeah, I find yeah. that very... Um, I'm, I'm honestly in awe of that, just going for things and, and yeah, trying things out. and Yeah, yeah. So when all of this started, my head was spinning. I had no idea what was going to happen. I just bought my home in February. So I just moved in five weeks before COVID hit. So here I am oh. and I have a mortgage. <laughs> and this is like, uh -huh. no, why did I put myself in this position? So I, the way I work with uncertain times is to access every single resource I have and just try it out. And so I taught classes. I did trauma work. I went, I'm back in school. Um, and I was burning the candle at both ends. I'm like really exhausted. Um, so this is the first week where I'm actually like starting to say no to things and I'm coasting. It's just like, you know what? I don't want any more classes right now. <laughs> But mm -hmm. yeah, I was doing a lot. I said yes to every teacher training, to every class. I One of my things when I teach and in teacher trainings as well is I am the most stable person in the room. And so I've got it down. And um, so I held myself to that standard when all of this is going on. So I kept structure. So if anyone felt that the world was spinning, they knew I was teaching twice a week and they knew they had access to me. Um, and I started writing nonstop. And that's when he wrote me. It's just like I was writing every week, like heartfelt letters. Um, and it was beautiful. And that's what I mean. I've just been tapping into creative resources and technological resources without being shy about it. So mm, that's amazing. That's yeah. Congratulations on that. Really. I mean, that's, yeah, that is pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It made each failure, if it was considered a failure, less harsh, you know, I was like, well, that didn't work out off to the, so I had several projects, little, um, hmm. again, just diversifying your income. Um, mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I was doing. Very, very obvious. <laughs> It's uh, it's interesting because um, what we're talking about now or what you're saying reminds me of um, the episode with Shauna, episode number five. And um, so I asked her, what, what can people do who want to create more freedom in their lives and who maybe want to um, quit a job but aren't fully in something new? And mm -hmm. so... Her advice also was, well, let's get creative, throw all your passions and your strengths together and think outside the box and create something new. And maybe mm -hmm. you have beautiful handwriting, maybe you do calligraphy for a while and then um, you, I don't know, you um, create, you, you knit something. And so there's like, just as you said, various things that you can do and 
Um, I like that you're saying that because I think these times right now, you look at things mm -hmm. with a magnifying glass. And mm -hmm. I think when you're learning, you're learning probably faster or maybe you're going through processes faster. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's but for anyone who's looking to um to do something new or to create more freedom, probably this is the time or isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, if we ever I don't know anyone whose routine has not been significantly impacted. And even the idea of security or job security has been altered. And um For the initial question you asked about people um, wanting to do other things, I would say it's a both and. Um, I, when I first started, I kept my corporate job and I was teaching yoga and I was taking yoga teacher trainings as a student. And so I was just investing in myself behind the scenes just because I genuinely liked it, not because I wanted to be a yoga teacher, but it felt like a community that was supportive for me. Um, in regards to now, even now I'm taking classes from other teachers um, in nutrition and astrology, and I'm not just learning the content, I'm learning how they're teaching and how they're using technology to their advantage. And so it's like, okay, it's not just Zoom, it's also a PDF. It's not just PDF, it's also YouTube. It's mm. not just YouTube, it's Instagram. So now is a time for integration. So if there's different parts of us that are compartmentalized or left behind because work is, didn't accept that, now is the time to be like, actually, I'm pulling my creative side back in. Actually, I am going to learn technology and I'll ask all my younger students <laughs> how to use <laughs> this one app because I, don't, I didn't know how to use Google Classroom, for example. I never used Google Docs before COVID. Um, so for me, it's been a lot about integration and investment. And the investment was going on as well. It wasn't an all in, all or nothing thing. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's super interesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah. especially, also, yeah, sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to say in regards to the classes I'm taking, um, it kind of steps into like when my aunt back in the day when I thought I wanted to be a yoga teacher full time and I didn't, I wasn't sure. Um, and I wanted to take this one course and it was expensive. And I told her I wasn't sure if I could afford it or if it even made sense. Um, and she said, um, what is money called in every single continent? When you go and you change your money, what is that called? Um, and it's currency, mm -hmm. it's currency exchange and currency comes from current to be in the flow. And she was like, if you want to be in the flow of things, you need to invest in people who are doing things you want to be doing yourself. And so, um, at that point, then I step into the flow. I can see how they're doing it. I can see why they're successful. Um, And so that's kind of um, how I've just been doing it. Anyone who I admire, and if they're offering a course that's within my price range, I do it. If not, I go and read their blogs or read their go on their YouTube. Um, but it's been a lot of constant being resourced by people I admire. Um, and they don't even know they're <laughs> inspiring me. Um, and then podcasts too, just listening to people who I didn't have access to back in the day. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds really good. And based on this new experience that you've made, what would you say, how has your perception of freedom changed over those past months? Mm -hmm. And 
yeah how how do you how do you feel it today with all these things the lockdown the new experiences working yeah. online and so on yeah so before covid i was traveling probably every six weeks or so and i would go to bali or i would go to puerto rico i would just leave and that was my way of um experiencing and enjoying my freedom. I would just, I created a freedom where I could just leave and do what I wanted. And um, I was even planning on leaving and going to Colorado now because obviously all the borders are locked down. So I decided I was going to do a cross country trip in the United States. And two days before I go, I realized that I already have everything I need here and I don't need to leave to experience freedom. I don't need to rent a mountain cabin and pay their mortgage <laughs> when I could just stay in mine and really nest. So for me, it's just been like um, making my house a home and feeling free in my home, making my home a place that inspires me. And so I used all of the money. I rerouted it from going there instead of going there. I just bought furniture. <laughs> I bought furniture. I bought a laptop and um, I'm putting all of my money right back into my own business, whether it's in regards to writing, in regards to um, I'm doing a book now. I'm writing a book um, and I've taken a bunch of pictures for it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's just like, you know what? Let me invest in myself and I don't know what's going to come from this, but I'm no longer spending money on flights or on rent for someone else. Um, so yeah. It's a lot. Um, so my freedom has been more internal. I've been working with my internal landscape now that externally it appears as though we're blocked. <clears throat> hmm. So did it, did it at one stage feel like you're being deprived of your freedom or did you see it all the time in a positive light? No, no, no. At the very beginning, I was quite stressed. I was dealing with some financial and legal stuff behind the scenes. And um, it just exacerbated. COVID just sped all of that up. Um, so mm. quite a few endings were happening behind the scenes that shook me because professionally, I was relying on certain sources of income. And all of a sudden, COVID hit. And so I had to come up with all of my different ways. So everything you saw me doing, I was doing by myself. Um, because I couldn't rely on being sponsored by anyone or working for anyone's business anymore. Um, so no, it wasn't always like that. And I did spin and I had a lot of anxiety. Um, and when I have anxiety right before it's bad, I don't stop working. I, I just, okay. if I'm scared, yeah. Like if I'm scared, money's going to be an issue. You better believe I'm going to be teaching. You better believe I'm going to be working. Um, because I decided a couple of years ago that I wasn't going to have issues with money. <laughs> and mind you, I just put a down payment for a house and now I don't mm -hmm. have to work. Um, so it was quite intense. No, it wasn't always happy and it's still not always happy. Um, With that being said, I I do realize that investing in my education and myself has been really helpful and students pick up on that. So no, it mm. wasn't always happy. <laughs> mm. So first of all, thank you for sharing that so openly because these are mm. things that I guess people don't really talk openly about, but yeah. I can imagine that, uh, well, I... I wasn't financially, for example, not financially stressed, but I can imagine that a lot of people are in now in these times because they're either um, 
they either lost their job or they are anxious to lose their job or they are um, not working full time anymore. So, yeah. What do you have some, what will be your, or what, what was your strategy to, to deal with the anxiety apart from working more? <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I signed up, I have a PhD in psychology, so I signed up for continuing education in trauma work and somatic transformation and trauma work. And I'm so grateful because I was doing that two months in and then George Floyd um, was murdered. And so all of that stuff started coming up again, which is just like the Black Lives Matter became stronger. The movement became stronger. And again, I went to this place of being triggered, just watching it happen um, on TV. Um, and so feeling powerless and frustrated. And the cool thing is at that point, I had a group for months that I had already been working openly with how to deal with trauma, especially once COVID is done, I can be um, a counselor or a support system to people who are clearly being traumatized right now or re-traumatized minimum. Um, so that, I was doing classes for that specifically. I also have a therapist I talked to. And I also, um, with the teacher trainings, that's what I mean. It just became much more heartfelt. We just talked about it right then and there. And we would, um, we would <clears throat> brainstorm ways to make business more useful or how to be real in times of distress. And a big portion of it is just creating space and not trying to say everything's going to be okay because we don't know. Mm. We don't know mm. anything. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of that. <laughs> and then with the trauma work, what's been really interesting is like there's prime, right now we're living prime real estate, prime time for um, re-traumatization to happen because you need three things. One is for the environment mm -hmm. to be um, unstable. We don't know how long this is going to happen. We have no control of our physical environment. We don't know how long um, it's going to be an issue. Um, another one is to feel unsafe. Um, so a lot of people genuinely feel unsafe on a daily basis because of COVID or because of George Floyd being publicly killed like that. Um, and so just again, fear and safety has been, we're being shook to the core. And then the third one is also leadership. And we have shit as a leader, <laughs> you know, it's just like our leadership is a criminal And he doesn't hide it. And so, again, we can't trust authority. We don't trust our environment. We, our connections have been cut off. So a big portion has been validating all of that and trying to figure out how to bring it inwards. So if our external environment's out of control, can we work with our internal environment? So that's what I've been doing. If I don't feel safe outside, what can I do within myself to feel safe? I've kept up all of my practices that make me feel safe, regardless of what anyone thinks. They can say, oh, I wouldn't take those um, supplements or I wouldn't do that. Or I'm like, good for you. <laughs> This is what mm -hmm. I do in my home to feel safe. This is what I do with my body to feel safe. These are, this is what I'm doing in my mind to feel safe. And so I would encourage people, whatever makes you feel safe, keep doing that. Even if science might say that's not really that helpful, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know what, I like, um, and then be the leader within your own space. And um, for me, it's like, what does it feel like to grow a backbone or to have my own back? Because right now um, I can't count on leadership to do anything useful. And not that I ever have, but now that it's blatantly obvious, 
um, it's, it's sad. <laughs> so mm-hmm. working with all of that would be going inwards, a lot of going inwards and deepening the connections with the people I do love. <clears throat> hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're pointing out trusting our own feelings because that's mm-hmm. something that I've been observing and I guess experiencing too, you know, their effects, but then there are your very own feelings and you might feel something very different to effect or to something that's put up or put out in the media or that someone tells you. And yeah, so I, I, I really appreciate that you're saying, okay, trust your own feelings and whatever makes you feel safe or good. That's what you need because that's mm-hmm. at least half of your well-being or your mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah and it strengthens your immune system as well yeah yeah for sure and talking about um picking up what you just said about becoming your own leader that's that's really interesting because that responds to something that's that's popping up more and more and that I've been reading a lot and also feeling, I guess, over the past month is this notion of self-responsibility and sovereignty and self-reliance that's, Mm -hmm. that's coming up really strong. And you've been writing about that in your um, newsletters as well. And Mm -hmm. it was, I think it was either June or July that you wrote reviewing areas of my life where I can step up and take responsibility, what I thought real, possible, true, and the collective in my work and my inner world isn't quite it anymore. Um, Can you speak to that a bit more? Yeah. So I wrote that um, again shortly after the George Floyd stuff happened. And it was just like, we are being shown all of the dark sides of every system. And these systems that we have relied on collectively to support us are blatantly not supporting us. And it's time, like the systems are falling apart. And this coronavirus has affected every single system, whether we're talking financial, educational, transportation, government, family systems, like all systems work. Um, and you know, there can be quite a bit of chaos and being shook by all of that, or there can be this place where it's just like, yeah, they've been needing to fall apart. Like they've been crumbling and we've just been pretending not to see it, or we've been thinking we can fix it. And so at that point, when I wrote it, it was just like, no, a new system is going to come through. It's time to birth a new, a new way of engaging. And so every system falling apart, including the health system the healthcare system is kind of like creating fractures for something to, for it just to completely crumble and something new can come through where we actually have input and we can use the collective to inform all of that. Um, so that was where I was when I wrote all of that. Um, and it was like passing the baton of power to the people versus to a select few. So a lot of community, um, 
A lot of community cohesiveness because I've been working a lot with power. And if one wants to control a group of people, you create um, disparity or you separate them. And what all of these events are doing as though they're, they're trying to separate us or they're showing us how we're blatantly separated. If we just unite enough people, we can create a brand new system. But if we remain um, separate, and fighting for different things rather than seeing the common goal. That's how we, that's how we get um, dominated. So it's like a time to connect with the whole society. And so living in DC, the epicenter of all of this, um, there's protests all the time. And for me, I know people might, um, in the media might call them riots. They're not riots. There are protests that are inspiring where I'm like, I'm so happy to live here. Um, yes, we're still like holding down the fort. Yes, we're still talking back. Yes, stuff is still happening. Um, no, we didn't forget about it months ago like the majority of people did. Um, so I find it very empowering to be in this space. Um, all the while, please know I have felt powerless and I do have to turn the news off. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to hear, and um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You said you've been, in your work and, well, in your studies of psychology and women's studies, I think as well, you've, um, you've, you've dealt a lot with the concept of power, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Can you walk us a bit more through that? Because I know you mentioned it in the, in the um, last episode that we did as well, so just so people um, get to know your background a little bit better. Yeah. A little bit more. yeah. So there's two major ones that I've been working with. Um, one of them is called internal family systems theory and the Stoics use this. It wasn't called this when the Stoics were using it, like Marcus Aurelius was writing to himself, but really it's to think of something that matters to you or a decision you're wanting to make or whatever you're sitting with that's challenging you right now, sit down and write about it. And ask yourself, be like, okay, anxiety, okay, fear, come out, like write every reason why this is a struggle, write down every reason why I should or shouldn't take this job, write down everything that's going to possibly go wrong. Please go ahead and do that. And so you sit down and you let anxiety or fear have its way with your pen or, you know, as you're writing and chances are it has a lot to say. And um, once it's done, I would say, like, thank you, fear, for being so vulnerable and sharing all of the things I should be scared of. Now, I would like to ask you to step to the side, and I want to ask another part of me to come through, and I want to know what wisdom has to say about all of this, um, and then sit down and write. And you would be surprised of the gold that comes through. And at this point, we can start seeing ourselves beyond our anxious thoughts, beyond our worry. And there is a part inherent in us that is unobstructed by everything that's going on. And it's just like, okay, um, I see all this fear. I see all of this anxiety. And I really want this. So um, it's kind of like taking the driver's seat in your own life and allowing all those parts of yourself to have a say. They're not ignored, but they're not the driver of the car anymore. So that's been super powerful for me. Um, there were several um, like collaborations I was doing that kind of scared me because I could see all of the ways that it can go wrong. And it is going wrong in many ways. I still went through with it because it was an experience 
and um, I didn't have anything else to do, and it's not going to crush me. It's, it's just mm-hmm. another experience where I learn how to do better, and in the process, I'm doing my best. Um, so it was, it, I started becoming less fearful of failing quote unquote and everything I'm seeing as business education on the spot. Um, so that's one. And that one comes from internal family systems. I don't know if you Mm. want to, how that sits with you or. Yeah. And that's interesting. And I guess that will be the. That will probably be the first step if we change our own perceptions and our own relationship with our fear and our power. And then we're able to go out and change the the system itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could just be, again, doing something you want to do. So I want to do this course. I want to lead this. What are all the things that could go wrong? Okay. Now, um, now that I know that it doesn't give it so much weight anymore. It's just Mm -hmm. another, it's just another factors. It's just more information, but it's not the only source of information. And often if you have anxiety or, um, excessive worry, um, we think that that's the only thing that's going on because it's so powerful and overpowering. But when we write it down and then just turn the page and let another part of us speak, you can see a very different side of you um, that isn't mm. easily shook. Um, and then gradually we can stay with that one. <clears throat> mm. So again, it's just stepping into internal power. Um, another one I've done um, is like uh, there's different people I admire and um, I write down every single thing I admire about this person, whether it's the way they live their life, the way they speak, what they're doing, how they're sharing it, whatever it is. And um, I just write it down and chances are I take their course or their podcast or read their book. And then um, after doing all of that, I write down all of the ways this person is like me. Um, and it's like, I'm like that. I geek out on weird stuff too. I, (laughs) I like sharing information. I like creating spaces to talk about things that matter. Um, and then start writing down all of these things, whatever qualities you see, um, in them. And then the other part is start writing down all the ways you are like them and connect the dots. Mm. Um, yeah, so that one's been amazing. <laughs> mm, that sounds like a cool technique. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Let heard about that yet. <laughs> so what would you say? I mean, that was already great advice for anyone who's um, who's struggling with anxiety or um, just fears, new or old ones coming up, bubbling up these days. Can you give a few more tips on how we can uphold our freedom while being in times of outer restrictions and what helps you to do so? I mean, you already mentioned a few things, but maybe there's. Yeah. Um, Well, one of the main ones I've been working with now is sleep. (laughs) So it's just like my sleep was so (laughs) just. 
Yeah. It was so disrupted for the last 28 weeks just because I wanted to be there for everyone. And I was teaching at 7 a.m. and I'm teaching until 8.30 p.m. And then somewhere in between, there's the rest of life happening. Um, So it was just too much. And just recently, these past two weeks, I've been um, prioritizing sleep and just getting my circadian rhythms back because being indoors and exposed to Zoom and this fake habitat um, really wrecks the body, the mind, and um, it strains us. It's very depleting. And so for me, it's been sleep or um, creating times. I put it on my calendar, like wind down. It's a thing to do from 8.30 to midnight, wind down. I, because back in the day, I would see blank space in my calendar and fill it up. And now it's just like, no, wind down, go to sleep. Um, so I would say sleep at a time where um, our society is so messed up. We see sleep mm. and rest as a luxury for the select few. And really, it's one of the main ingredients for optimal health. Um, because without sleep, I, I can't function. And it's even been tied to being really drunk. Um, it's just like our decision-making is off. We're more likely to be restless, more likely to be anxious, more likely to be shook to the core when something happens. So um, I would say sleep. Um, another could be um, to reconnect to a part of you that maybe um, has been long gone. Like uh, you were talking about your, I think you said Shauna um, or the person you interviewed was um, talking about calligraphy. Return to some form of um, expression that you like to do back in the day, whether it was drawing, coloring, writing. I randomly started running with Zion. It only happened for six weeks, but I hadn't gone running in 10 plus years. And now I have all this energy and um, I needed to get out. So I started doing more activities that made me feel like a child again or made me (laughs) go back to the place before I was programmed or before I took on a lot of other stuff. Um, So that has been helpful. And for me, my creative expression is writing. And like I shared, like, here I am writing a book now. Um, And I've been wanting, I've been getting a little um, hint throughout for years to write a book, but I didn't have the time or the confidence or um, I didn't prioritize it. So Mm -hmm. now I'm just like writing to myself, by myself in my house. (laughs) So all of that basically is integration. So integrate all aspects of yourself, whether we're talking sleep or creative acts or writing, moving. Moving's another one, but I just mentioned that one. Um, Mm. Yeah, And then get help. Um, therapy, at least here in United States, was um, if you have health insurance, it was covered. It was free from March until July, um, which is huge. I don't know about different states now, but um, that was also one. It's just like there's no need to be ashamed about that. It's just like one of the biggest assets is to have someone listen to you, validate what you're going through in a non-judgmental, compassionate way, and have you unpack everything and be done carrying it. Um, mm. I'm a big proponent of talking to someone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good that you're mentioning it because I've never been to therapy, but I know just from, you know, talking about things or just uh, mm-hmm. speaking to someone, letting things out can be so freeing 
it mm-hmm. creates it can create so much lightness in yourself and yeah it it really can change how you feel and like you're literally a new person within mm-hmm. five minutes when you yeah. have the chance to talk to someone about something mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and also great point the circadian rhythm because i think now with at least with us in the northern hemisphere moving into winter it might be it might be feeling a little bit darker again and mm-hmm. more heavy and so i think it's yeah i think it's very important to to align with ourselves and to feel into our bodies and also to to know okay it's 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 winding down time and mm-hmm. you know just to not mess the whole thing up even more because it's sooner dark outside and then you have this as you said this artificial environment mm-hmm. coming back to the natural rhythm i guess it is yeah 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 and i feel nature has been calling us to our natural rhythm for as long as possible forever <laughs> and now it's like all right how many more excuses do we need return to you know, your natural rhythm, which is more restful, less pollution, less noisy, um, all of that. So, yeah. One, yeah, I guess one more subtopic. It's about, um, it's about polarity and extremes. And you were also talking about that. And I, I find it interesting because I really feel that it's a time of extremes you know, a time that brings up the truth and it shows us stuff pretty drastically. Just as you said, with your um, financial and legal happenings, which were already boiling kind of, but mm-hmm. you didn't realize or they, they didn't pop up until um, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So from your professional view, you know, educating and and practicing yoga and mindfulness but also from your view as a psychologist why might we be hesitant to to seize these times and and also what can we do to face this polarity and to become aware of this polarity and uh, turn it to turn it into something positive hmm that's a lot of questions. You'll have to remind yeah. me which one. Um, it, like why we might be not seizing this moment. Um, I can only speak for myself and my opinions, but which is not a fact. But what I perceive is a lot of um, fear, a lot of fear. And um, like I said, a long time ago, I made decisions. One was I mentioned the money part that money was not going to be an issue in my life. But behind all of that was I wasn't going to make decisions out of fear. And there is plenty to go around. There's abundance in this world. And even this pandemic, like um, my community is not just in D.C. And so with Zoom, all of a sudden, I have people logging on from Spain, from Bolivia, from Mexico. Um, And so I work more from an abundant perspective, even during times of like everything crashing. Um, the reason also is because um, I am of the belief that things need to crash. Um, I, I've been seeing this coming. Um, I was in India when Donald Trump was um, took the presidency, and I was convinced I was never coming back to the United States. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is horrible. The world is everything's crashing. So four years later, are we really that shocked that 
things aren't going well? Um, for me, no. <laughs> um, for me, I think that all of this needs to happen because everything needs to come to the surface for us to really heal, for us to really work with it from a real perspective rather than theoretical. So it's kind of like doing surgery or like looking at a wound that we just keep bandaging up. Right now, the bandage is being removed and we're seeing how bad it really is. And once we have that, I do believe we have the tools to make it better. Um, it's just about if enough people align and collect and gather together to make major differences. Um, so for me, um, I see a lot of people who have more fear um, are less likely to seize the moment because they are holding on to what they know and what they know is this one job that's now no longer there. Um, so when I look at different generations older than me, or even now, like when work became someone's identity, now all of a sudden you don't have that work, what do I do? Um, I, I have a lot of compassion for people who hadn't looked at that before COVID or before these last mm. four years. Um, mm. And that was something my friends and I would talk about. I'm like, wow, people are just starting to look at this now. I'm grateful that I was looking at it like decade ago <laughs> because mm -hmm. thank God. And I have my own living situation. Like I'm not living in a circumstance that's stressful. I know a lot of people who are um, or who are displaced because of COVID um, or because of whatever's going on. So I think fear um, and then also not knowing, not having experience or the models of people doing exactly um, what their heart calls them to do. And again, I don't know. Again, I'm only speaking from theory and from, yeah, so it's not necessarily direct. Um, when I haven't seized it, for me, it was strictly fear and self-worth issues. Um, so, yeah. And I know you asked like three more questions after that. So one yeah, was like, so <laughs> why do people not seize the moment? <clears throat> yeah, what, what can we do to, to create awareness to, to see where polarity is coming up become more aware of the situation and and turn it into something positive yeah um i always think the pendulum is swinging and so it, it needs to go to the extreme in order to return back and right now it's on one extreme um to show us the level of ignorance and the level of sickness that our whole universe is in i mean we have fires in california we have like the whole world right now is inflamed um and when something has an inflammation it's going to heat up and it's going to bubble up and um that's what's happening and it will go down if we take conscious efforts to bring it down um and it's clear that the old tactics aren't working um, so I would say the pendulum always swings back, <laughs> um, is this, we don't get to choose when or how. Um, and so at times I do that and please know, like t politically, I, I am very concerned. I am very like, oh shit, Ruth, <laughs> Ruth Kingsbury just died. You know, like what? Um, that's huge. Like we have elections coming up and we still have a lot of dum-dums in this country voting um, who have different ideas that are not supportive or conducive to the health of the general population or our environment. Um, so there, I do still have those concerns and I'm also my own person. So I'm doing my best and I trust People around me are doing their best. And um, yeah, all I can say is the pendulum is going to swing. I just don't know when. And 
yeah, like, I don't really have much more than, than no, that. no, that's it's just like, you know, life is a mystery. And um, given how much there is unknown, you might as well tap into your own inner compass, your own inner navigation system and figure out what it is you need to feel safe, what it is you need to feel happy and do that. Um, because a lot of us, a lot of our society hasn't looked at that or they see happiness as a luxury or um, only, again, for a select mm-hmm. few. And that's not, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to like realize ourselves. And um, now it's just like, might as well ask the difficult questions now. And of course, everyone's way of, of dealing with it will be different. Mm. Mm. And I know you had another question. I didn't really... No, that was pretty much it. Maybe I've okay. phrased it differently <laughs> or more complicated. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. That was an amazing insight into um, where you were at, at the moment and, and how you are perceiving your freedom. And it's really so interesting to hear because a lot of us freedom lifestylers, freedom lovers, I think we're finding this more inner freedom or the mm-hmm. freedom within our four walls, within our little spaces. And mm-hmm. there's this shift and it's it's really interesting to see that it's it comes with challenges and it might be quite shocking in the beginning Yeah, But now there seems to be a phase where we see the expansiveness in all of that. Mm-hmm. And I know you've, you've been talking about um, that it feels like, actually it feels like expansion and not like that we're deprived of things. And I think that's something really, really beautiful and really positive to, um, to put out there that we can find new levels of freedom in the situation we're in at the moment without traveling or without going places and um, without doing the things we did, but finding new things and mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. being in a new way. Yeah. Cause true freedom is regardless of what's going on outside. This is like my, my being, my state of, mind is not reliant on what's going on externally. With that being said, we're still human. And in the process, we have established enough internal leadership um, within ourselves to work with that. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Great talking with you. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for being here again. And I will I will link to your website for sure. And um, mm-hmm. listeners who are interested, they can find all your offers on your website and also on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, guess. I also started a YouTube channel. So um, oh. all of the classes I teach on Zoom, if um, a student or two write after, they and they say, that was a great class, I just go ahead and post it on uh, YouTube. So I probably have like 20, 30 free classes on there if anyone wants to take them. There's restorative, there's pajama party, there's handstands, um, there's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I have to check that out. I didn't know that yet. Yeah, no, I just started like three weeks ago um, and it's picked up really nicely. Hmm. So if anyone's looking um, for, I guess, guidance on the way to 
empowering themselves and finding their own inner teacher or leader um, going to your youtube or your website will be a good place to start that'll be cool yeah yeah and then if they just take a class my classes are ten dollars and i talked to people before during or after so um yeah whatever whatever they need just let me know and i'm very active on instagram kind of uh and youtube i'm posting <laughs> new stuff a couple times a week so it's it's going great thank you so much again thank you have a good day you too bye-bye bye I guess this is why I love these conversations so much because this is not just freedom on the surface. This is stuff that is going deep. This is really questioning and asking yourself who you want to be and really questioning yourself about your inner world and your inner strength. So I'm sure you're super curious now to listen to the first episode with Maribel and it's episode number seven. If you go to the show notes, there's a link to it. And in the show notes, you can also find the link to her website, her Instagram, and there you can find all the information about her upcoming teacher trainings and other cool stuff that she's doing. And one favor from my side, if you're listening on Apple or iTunes, please leave a five-star rating if you like this conversation. and also write a little review this really helps me to keep up the work i'm doing here to sustain the podcast and also whether you are listening on itunes or not please share it with someone you think might like it do it now share it with one or two people it's super easy and it really helps to spread this message of freedom and empowerment and reconnection And of course, it helps to grow my listenership and I'm super thankful for that. So if you like this podcast, please share it with one or two friends or family members now. Also, if you have someone who should be really on this Freedom Lifestyle series, let me know, send me a message, let me know who she or he is. I'm always on the lookout for cool, inspiring people. And now enjoy the rest of this week. Stay healthy, stay inspired, and I'll hear you next time. Bye-bye.